Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, happy birthday to The Deep Dive Pod. Happy um, birthday to the podcast. Almost Weird. Oh, so close. Oh, cheers to Will, of course. Oh, so close to lining up episode 500 with the fifth anniversary, but... So it goes. We uh, skipped we a couple in the spring and summer when we were lazy. That really, that really came back. It it's really like came grass, back on us. Grasshopper and the right. ant, and uh, right. we were the which was the bad one, the grasshopper. <laughs> sure, yeah, that sounds right. Um, but no, let, but, let's uh, yeah. let's dive right into this shit because there's a, I yeah didn't yeah. realize like I'm like fuck if we spend like 10, 15 minutes on each award like Will's oh, yeah. wife's gonna kill him because we're gonna be like a three hour pod here so so uh yeah so let's give a let's give an appropriate setup here this is of course our Friday series where we get to talk about some fun stuff and this is one of the ones I was most looking forward to where we get to break down the sure. awards markets and again kind of in the spirit of celebrating our fifth uh, anniversary I saw a lot of a lot of feedback and got some really nice notes from past guests of the deep dive yes. uh, and i just want to extend a thank you to everyone who has come on before and everybody has done this giving up their own time to come and join us and talk and create content for free and give people value without any thanks other than these thanks and so with without further ado we welcome one of our best friends in the gambling space mr will brinson of cbs sports and will is if you didn't already know one of the most entertaining listens when it comes to nfl in particular um but uh, just a you know just a general rock on tour uh, and fun guy to hang out with in a lot of respects so uh will is kind of the perfect guy to help us handicap the awards markets and uh you know really excited to hear where your head is at with some of these big awards because this wasn't as easy as it has been in years past to pick off value God. it feels like in general these are getting a little sharper uh we know that the awards markets pools are relatively shallow in terms of money and so you breathe on them too hard at a market making book and you are going to move these numbers <laughs> aggressively um so uh, without further ado will will welcome back to the deep dive how is your off season going? uh it's going good you know I, this is and happy birthday to you guys uh cheers again i'm drinking a um you can't see it i'm drinking a Pineapple high noon out of, Hell my, yes. out of my 2017 Masters Cup. I dealt with well, that. I double, I double dip. I put a, a, a green one in a, a green one in a, in, a, in a clear one to prevent excessive sweating of my, my cup. Of course. Well done. That's an advantage player move. If that's I've right. ever heard one. And yeah, you, you know, got, what we forgot to do because we started late. We were going to, this was going to be in the pre, pre thing. Yeah. We forgot to talk about order. That was we were gonna do that before we started. Did you did you have any preference on MV, how about MVPs, you guys? MVPs you, you call the first. order. You call MVP. the order and then I will I will introduce them with what I what I've put together. Well, why don't you set up the uh, the format, Andy? And okay. then MVP goes first. It's a little tricky because some of these there's clearly almost no signal in like what happens like it's like hey one of eight things could happen for defensive rookie of the year to win that you know some of the other ones there is some signal and we've seen you know changes in the market there were other i think it was offensive rookie of the year it used to be just like nine out of ten years it was a running back for like 40 years 
because rookie quarterbacks just didn't start in the 1970s. That was a, that was a crazy fucking thing to even talk about. <laughs> so you just, you know, it wasn't like a quarterback class, but yeah, let's start with MVP. I'll talk about, uh, I took some samples of the last 10 years. I didn't want to go too far back. I just picked a nice round number. You know, I looked at the record. I looked at the years before I looked at what these players coaches did. And I put some, put some notes down. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what I have. And then we'll just dive right into it. And yeah, let's start with MVP. Um, I guess you are. Well, I'll give you the chance then. What is the archetype of the MVP in today's NFL? It is, it is, it is morphed into, it is the professional Heisman. It is the quarterback from the team with the best record or like the team with the, and now you can steal it if you're like the most surprising record too. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers back-to-back years. Uh, it it also depends on you know like how you know it, for, okay so I think again though well those were both one seeds like and and yeah. again uh, going back so yeah, he the past doesn't 10, win it those either of the last two years if they're not the one seed correct past um, past ten years again it was we had Adrian Peterson ten years ago an event yeah. next year we're gonna watch that from our ten year sample that was uh, a weird thing where it was almost like comeback player of the year on steroids like. Hey, shit, he's not just comeback player of the year. He is the MVP because, you know, just what he did. And it was, it was a goofy thing. That was a six seed, that well, Minnesota team. And, and then from there on not, out, it was all it was all teams with bias from there on out. Let's not forget that Peyton F. and Manning should have won MVP that that's, year. That's the biggest that's right. part of that. Was, I and remember it, that's, that's probably the only one where I went into the award show wondering. Because I, th- I thought, like, and back then, I was a little more of a Vikings homer. I said, like, I hope he wins, but I really think they're going to give it to Peyton Manning. And it was a little bit of a surprise. But, yeah, that that team was 10-6. and six. It was yep. a six seed, did not win their division. Everyone since has nine uh, straight division it? winners. And there's oh. only been two. Two of the nine were, were two seeds. The rest of it was, I mean, Lamar Jackson, 14-2, one seed. Uh, Cam Newton, 15 and one, one seed. Like there's a shitload of one seeds. They all won their divisions and, you know, all the way back to that Adrian Peterson year, like you said, be the best quarterback on a team that is getting a, it used to be a team that got a buy one or two seed. Now we only give the one, one seed. And uh, yeah, it really looking at it too. There's probably a bit of a, a, I don't know, a threshold you have to hit. Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson being a little different because they aren't the pure pocket passers and they each had a shitload of yards, but uh, you know, Lamar with 1200 cam with 600 and 10 touchdowns that year on the ground, like getting that combined 4,000, 4,500 between passing and running. And a lot of them, it's just going to be straight passing and then 35, 40 touchdowns. I mean, a couple of these guys cracked 50. So it kind of narrows your pool down. Like who could win one seed? And give me forty touchdowns. Well, and those two teams, the the two thousand nineteen Ravens and the two thousand fifteen Panthers, win a combined twenty nine and three. So, like, you know, I mean, you know, you if you go fourteen and two or fifteen and one, and you have a huge season as a quarterback, uh, even if it's not pure passing, you're going to be rewarded. I do think that now. Look, um, we talk about you know the 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 award. It's also important to remember if if for some reason you're you know, you're new to this, to, to betting on this, these particular markets that, and we talk about, we talked about this last, I know we chat about this all the time and we've talked about this before on the, on, on the show, but like there are 50 voters, 
just 50 voters. And it's not like the Heisman where there are like 10,000 voters. There are 50 voters. It's actually kind of like a bizarre group of people. Um, you can find it online that vote for the AP award. Um, Pete Prisco is one of them. Um, Boomer Sison has a vote. Uh, Adam Shine has a vote. I'm just thinking of like CBS people I know, but it's, um, you know, and you have to sort of get in the mindset of like, first of all, who are these voters? You know, second of all, like you can only vote once. You don't vote. It's not again, not like the Heisman. You don't vote for like three people. You vote for one person for MVP. So that's why in 2000 and um, it would have been 2013, I think. Let me confirm the Manning this. one? No, I'm thinking of the, um, no, maybe it's 2014. It's when 14 was Rogers. Yes, it was Rogers. But if you look at because you can look on Pro Football Reference at the voting. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the, the famous Tony Dungy vote of 2014? Oh, God. He voted for Bobby Wagner. He cast his vote for Bobby Wagner. Do you know how many games Bobby Wagner played in 2014? 11. So you're telling me that the voters aren't really the most informed. Correct. So I th I, my major takeaway then is it doesn't always go to the best player. It's, but yeah, if there's a clear cut best player, they will take it away. But the other thing too, is that you're dealing with, again, you're not dealing with a huge sample size of voters and these voters will go rogue. And these voters are very prone. Look, look at last year's offensive player, the uh, offensive rookie of the year award. These voters are very prone to recency bias. Like they, they, they are not afraid. It's like Jamal. I mean, uh, Jamar chase has a monster week 17 to like against, to, against the chiefs. They're like, all right. Who cares that Mac Jones has been a really surprisingly good quarterback in, a, in despite you know being handicapped with no weapons and leading the Patriots to a playoff berth, you know, and that's been going on all season. And he was minus one thousand to win the award yesterday. Jamar, you know, Jamar Chase had a huge week, so we're gonna everybody's gonna flip their their opinion. Can I can I add to that though? Yeah. If I think recency bias only plays a factor if it's a coin flip. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Completely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um. And I think. I th I'm fine narrowing this down to there at the end of as the dust settles, you need to be a quarterback and you need to have a top two seed in your conference, which yes. means that there are there is a pool of four that people choose from and they tend to then then kind of go with, well, who has the most statistic, you know, impressive statistical performance? Yeah. And one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers was successful in kind of being that guy the last two years is because his touchdown interception ratio is so impressive and people just go, you know, fawn over. Wow. Look, I mean, he's been so productive and he never turns the ball over. Like, you know, he, he kind of gets lauded for that as sort of the reason. Um, but I think ultimately, if you if you have you know a pool of four, it goes to whoever has the most impressive statistical performance. And yeah, the voters tend to err on the side of counting stats uh, as opposed to like EPA per player or something more sophisticated. Oh yeah, we joked um, about that once on a podcast. We said, well, "Do you think a voter has ever looked at like EPA per no, player, anything beyond not. counting?" It's very it different is, than the NBA. Yeah, it yeah it is counting stats. And again, if you if you end up with this pool at the end of here's the four quarterbacks who have buys or the top two. And really, I, I, I think it's such a small sample that we're looking at. I think a quarterback could get like the third seed and win it. If we had a really competitive AFC where it's like, Hey, this team won 12 games or 13 games. And they got the three seed and this, but you know, it, it would take, you would have to have a tiebreaker as far as, he had like 50 touchdowns. Yeah. It, you know, you, it, you it would, it would have, it would have to be, have to be the, the outlier. 
Well, yeah. it's you know, it would have to be a really, really good year. So you have well, to, that's the, yeah, I think that's you're the right. same. The that's first... the same commentary about a running back or wide receiver, though. And I think it's fine to just throw that out in terms of I, I am. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're saying that we're just going to throw out running backs forever now because what yeah. it would take, like even those years. And this was the funny thing. I, I said this to Drew or someone earlier. I said all three of Aaron Rodgers MVPs here in these last 10 years have been years that had outlier running backs. Like he's the one keeping the outlier. It was the DeMarco Murray yep. and then it was Jonathan Taylor. And it was a 2000 yard season by, uh, by our guy there, Tractor Cito and Rogers came out above all three of those. Yeah. The other, the other seven, obviously Peterson one is, but the other six years wasn't really a running back that had, you know, something eye popping that was going to get you there. So throwing them all out. So who, who's our pool then for one seeds? I'm and, down to 12. And, I'm down yeah, to 12. And, and by the way, right. just real quickly, yeah. I want to, I want to, um, I want to, cause I found this list. I this is an older, this is an older list. Um, but I, I know that like, I'm I, I, so like Aaron shots of football outsiders has a vote. Carissa Thompson of Fox sports has a vote. Oh, okay. So maybe there are some people that look at EPA per play. Um, Napoleon has a vote. Oh, interesting. Uh, wow. RIP uh, John Clayton, who um, he will have to be replaced, but um, he he had a vote. Uh, Prisco. Um, there's another. Who decides who gets that vote? Uh, the Associated Press. Oh, they 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 uh kind of I know that but that's Susie Colbert. Susie Colbert has a Colbert you can't just you can't just say the Associated Press like who is that like that's a that's not a person like the name? person in charge of it oh um but no I think uh for MVP if we if yeah. we if we use our our hard criteria for build, building our pool of top two seed and quarterback I'm down to twelve names. Okay. And these 12 names, and then you can argue if you want to add anyone, but these 12 names in no particular order are Josh Allen, yep. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Yes. Those are the easy ones. I think you also have to include Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford. Yes. And then these are the borderline guys, Hertz, Lance, and Matt Ryan. So Herbert and Wilson are off of your Wilson and Herbert are in. Yeah. Okay. Are on my list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I those think, are, uh, those guys are clear. I, I, you know, let me reread them. Tier one, Allen, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. Yep. Tier two, Herbert, Wilson, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford. Yep. Tier three, Hertz, Lance, Matt Ryan. I, th I, guys. Think, I think you probably have to include Dak Prescott in there as well. You think there's any realistic possibility of the Cowboys getting a top two seed in the if NFC? The can, the Cowboys can, yeah. Because the NFC is weak. Yeah, NFC is weak yeah. and the NFC East in particular yeah. could be. Okay, so we're 13 with Dak. And, and for this reason, this is why I don't like betting into the MVP market. Because there are just so many. And think about like what it would have taken to predict some of the things like the Cam Newton year, the the uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson year. Like that stuff was just... If we'd have sat down and made those lists, I don't know that those guys would have been on the lists. Like the, you know, that that Cam Newton team was five hundred ish the year before they weren't looking great. There's some injuries. I, I'm fairly certain they they won the division with a losing record. They won the division with a seven eight and one record. Yeah, yeah. It was not even quite. Not even. I gave him. I think credit. the Lamar. I think Lamar Jackson did too the previous year, right? You definitely made the playoffs. The, both of those. Yeah, both of those players won the division. Started the, the first half of the season. Lamar came in. 
Remember, Harbaugh's team. Harbaugh's Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's going to get fired. And like, yeah. And then Lamar. We liked, we liked Lamar and the the Ravens at the end of the season. We bet them to make the playoffs, but I don't think seeing that leap was happening. And we, to be fair, on the podcast, we both did talk about betting some Josh Allen at a decent price. But other than that, my my betting strategy is in season. Like yeah. I'm not taking any more swings because, like Drew said, my list is like 14 guys long. I don't, I don't really want to try to build a portfolio of this. I'm, I'm taking a swing because I really think Josh Allen's number was too big when we bet it, and that's it. Well, you know, I I like to rant about um, the how what sports books have done in terms of uh, shrinking down first touchdown scoring uh, odds yeah. where they basically made it like an impossible market to bet by shortening everyone's odds to the point where it's not realistic. Um, I think that the same thing has happened with the MVP award pr- primarily because books got burnt by Patrick Mahomes and, and and Lamar. And then again, by Aaron Rodgers, who were all three definitely like, I mean, Mahomes was like 75 to one at one point. So it was Lamar until he shrunk. And then Rodgers. You know, that first MVP won two years ago, people thought he was toast. I mean, the Packers thought he was toast. They drafted Jordan Love. Um, so I, I look at this and, like, to me, you have all those guys that we mentioned plus Kyler Murray. And I'm just – I'm looking at DraftKings because I couldn't find it on Bookmaker. But all all those guys are 20 to 1 or shorter. That is not a realistic market. Like, no. 20 to 1 is not a fair price for Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts. Like, the odds of the Eagles being the number one or number two seed in the NFC – is not it, it, like in and and everything else working out to the point that Hertz has to be the guy that that voters go for is it's not twenty to one and so I think that these because of the long shots hitting this market has been shrunk and you know to that point it leaves you with outside of, you you almost have to go outside of your pool and or find somebody like a Trey Lance at forty to one I see or Matt Ryan thirty five to one. I mean like Kirk Cousins isn't winning this award. I mean you know, you know fifty to one like you're setting money on fire. I mean it's. Um, it's going to be a quarterback. And so like, you know, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield at 80 to one, like that's not a realistic price. Baker Mayfield needs to be like 300 to one to win MVP. Well, and not only that, like you talk about the Eagles stuff and this is again, why I'm not betting into this market much. If you think the Eagles are going to be that good, there's other ways to bet it. Yeah, like, sure. Bet them to bet the one seed. Yeah. Get it, bet them to be the, one versus the highest, best record in the NFC. Right. Like, yeah. That stuff Most happens wins 20 to one. Yeah. And he does There's win the MVP a, a lot. Like, yeah. you know, a bunch of other things happen. Yeah. We agree. We agree. Okay. Um, so for just for clarity, we bet Josh Allen, it was at seven fifty at the time. He's down to plus yeah. five fifty at the market makers. I bet Trey Lance at 50 and 60 to one. He's down to 18 to one. At he's still 40 to one. At, he's 18 to one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance at 40 to one is still a bettable number. Um, I do too. Because if you think about the archetype for, for, so, I mean, like I was talking, I was just, we just recorded a pick six podcast and somebody was asking about coach of the year, which, which we'll get to. And you know, I'll repeat this in a few minutes, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> it's like, they, they were like, well, you know, it was like coach of the year. It involves expectations. All of these awards mm-hmm. MVP involves expectations. And, when Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to come out and throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. That's not happening. But if you think about it, a highly regarded rookie with who's raw and talented, um, with a ton of upside, sits for a year, learns a system with a veteran ceiling-capped quarterback running things, Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, under a coach 
who is widely regarded for his offensive acumen and the ease of use of the playbook that makes life easier for the decision maker at quarterback, just like Mah- you know, just like Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. You have Debo Samuel in play. You have all these weapons in play, and you're in a division where you're going to have to score some points um, to keep. To, you know, like you're, you're they're going to have to score, and they're not. He's not going to be game managing it. I don't think. Um, so Trey Lance, to me, because the expectations are sort of unknown. If the Niners win that division and get the two seed, or even certainly the one seed, like voters are absolutely willing to embrace the new shiny toy versus going, like they're not gonna like if Trey Lance and if Trey Lance and Aaron Rodgers at the end of the year, they'll go Trey Lance if things are close because they don't they don't they won't want to go three straight for Rodgers. Now right. plus the idea that Rodgers even meets his last two years this right. year without Adams is virtually zero. Right, exactly. I'm all, I'm ready to throw him just on that alone. Yeah, for sure. And 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 I think they'll run the ball more too, which means Rodgers won't have his, yeah. his stats will be as good. The the one that I do think that voters are I think this group of voters in particular are dying to give this award to Josh Allen. Like that's, that was part I, of our that I was part of our presentation. And we we, com- we compared it to Steph Curry's Finals MVP. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like they, hey, don't you the, don't you give us a reason not to do this? Like, like oh, the yes, voters are yes. going to be mad if he doesn't win yes, the title, yes. so he they can't give him the award at this Correct. point. So Could, I feel I, that way. And, and I, the God, the, the Lance thing, yeah. the Lance thing is, I, I implore you, don't go bet Lance eighteen to one, guys. Like, no hell no. It was a great bet at a. I'm just telling you because bookmaker says it's eighteen to one that that's now the fair price. Yeah, but I mean, there's a there's a good chance Lance Young sucks and never plays a down after this year. Like he is an FCS quarterback that Trey we Lance. really haven't seen. Like there's a decent sized possibility he's not even a starter after this year because it's like, oh no, this didn't work. Like that happens give plenty. I think that's. I think. I think. Yeah, they, they. They. I think they'd have a camp battle next year, and he'd lose it to uh, after they bring in Kirk. But I think. Well, so. I think. I think if under your scenario, like everybody's fired. Everybody's fired, so right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. No, and yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So. Okay. Wait. Right, so, so let me let me let me real, real quick. Throwing out Mahomes because the AFC West is too competitive. Throwing out Herbert because the AFC West is too competitive. Throwing out Bor- Burrow because the AFC North is too competitive. Throwing out Lamar because the AFC North is too competitive. Uh, Wilson know. out because the West is too competitive. Rodgers out because there's no way he can reach his statistical threshold from last year. Brady, I think you can throw out because he's not reaching his statistical threshold from last year. Plus the Bucks, no way in my mind are a lock to win the South as it is. We're down to Josh Allen and long shots, really. Um, Stafford, I think you can throw out because of the elbow questions and you know, just Probably. in general, uh, too much uh, credit goes to Cup, too much credit goes to McVay there for Stafford to really get con- serious consideration. I, I, I think Stafford um, at yeah. 20, to, 20 to 1 or more for Stafford, I would be interested in that because okay. it's the sec- second year of the system, like there's a chance he just explodes and, and has like a really efficient – uh, monster year. Okay. All, the, all the reports out of Rams camp are that Allen Robinson is a red zone animal, which Shit. could. Yeah, I don't have any Stafford yet. Now I'm gonna have to go get some. All right. Well, but, but I think, but I think this. Is, <laughs> yeah, this I agree is, with you. I agree. Yeah, but it's you. a good time to buy Stafford because of the elbow injury. Like I think his price will drop in the next coming weeks if he's not out of the field and like the Lance hype is building because Lance and Stafford are, I guess, negatively correlated. Like, yeah, that's true. If yeah. Lance's hype is it's going what, up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Is that yeah, 100%. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Exactly. Sweet. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, um, okay. So Josh Allen's to lose. And if he loses this to Trey Lance, I love that. I love how that broke. Let me ask you this because I've got this queued up on, on hashtag my local right now. Okay. Um, 
Josh Allen, six sixty nine. That's bettable. Yeah. Okay. Trey That's Lance, thirty five to one. Getting, getting close. One. It's getting close. You're, that's yeah. close to fair for me. I want a bigger yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I, but it's not. It's not going to get. I, I, I feel like. I feel like we're going to have shots at him. Dude, at, are you, have you been? Bigger. Have you been watching these these training camp videos that they're putting out on Lance? Like, <laughs> what, have you watched? Dude, what do you mean? Have, you think you're going to have a shot at him after he plays the Bears Week One? No. No. <laughs> give, give, me so. give me midseason. Give me midseason, and oh, then, um, at that point, I'll probably just not betting him. Two, uh, two, just two points of, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut up about this. But the Chiefs open with the, do the Chiefs or the Bucks? That I'm thinking Chiefs about? open with the Cardinals and the Cardinals, Rams. Chargers. No, it's not the or Chiefs. And it's the um, Chargers. Yeah. Oh, it's if you're, I think that this is a a a in season bettable, um, MVP situation. Okay. The Buccaneers open at Cowboys, at Saints, Packers at home, Chiefs at home. Like they could be one in three realistically with and and Tom Brady at that point, they could be 0 and four. Yeah. What's if four one, number then? If they're one and three or 0 and four, Tom Brady's gonna be like 40 to one to an MVP. Great point. And so they then they get the Falcons, Steelers, Panthers, and Ravens and, and Rams at home. And then the Seahawks at home. Like they could there rip off. There is a certain bit of narrative around like overcoming the slow start too okay. and, that's and, the thing, like, and, the, and the injured center like and you know goblins hurt like oh brady's doing it again you know like oh, yeah one sure, last sure. one last ride plus he should have won it last year so yeah. yeah no i i i yeah that's a that is a very fair point let's move on to defensive player of the year uh oh, andy shit. what is your what is you're your throwing, archetype you're what's your archetype defensive player of the year what's your archetype Oh, okay. Oh shit. Yeah, I forgot. I had a I had a trivia question for you with each award and I forgot my MVP one. All right. Defensive player of the year who's also won MVP. No, this is defensive rookie of the year, maybe I'm looking at right now. No, defensive player of the year that's also won MVP. Lawrence Taylor. Twice. One went to sit on a Supreme Court at a certain state I live in and win the Medal, medal of Freedom, and the other is a registered sex offender. <laughs> uh, Jesse, the body of Ventura, and Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Alan Page. Alan oh, Page. Wow, got really? They're calling it the Rashawn Gary Award in the, in, the, in the stats here, but this is another one. Both the defensive ones were a little tough to grab. And again, this was one too where like, Hey, linebackers won this a lot back in the day. Cause like, Hey, that guy has a lot of tackles. Wait, I, got, also, I, got a, I got an MVP trivia for you too. Oh, wait, I didn't do, MV, I didn't do MVP. My, that was oh, my then, then I'll make up for the fact that you didn't have right, any go, go do the, well, my MVP one, the answer was Dan Fox. Okay. What, um, what year and who was it? The only time in NFL history and a kicker won MVP. That's the same thing. Yeah, the, mine was the Mark Mosley. So uh, Mark Mosley won right? the award. The, the in strike a, year. Yeah, yeah the yeah, strike yeah. shortened year. The put, it's the really the only good MVP yeah. trivia, honestly. No, the, the, <laughs> the pro football writers of America said we're not having that and gave theirs to this quarterback and Waterboy oh. co-star. Oh, that's the Dan Famously one? said to Brent Musburger, Bobby Boucher sure knocked the poop out of him. Okay, defensive player of the year was hard to get a grasp on because, again, you've had defensive ends win it, which has been sort of common for a while. But over the past four years, it's been two tackles, which were the same guy. Five years, two, three tackles that were the same guy. And then you had the Stephen Gilmore year. 
You had T.J. Watt last year, which I say yeah, Stephon. I know it's Stephon. It drives me up a wall. Stephen Gilmore. You did it the can, other day. All I can and think I of is Urkel and Urkel. I can't let it happen twice. Yeah. Ur- Stephon Urkel. Um, <laughs> I looked for signal in their defensive rankings as a team. Wasn't really. There were some of these guys that have won Defensive Player of the Year where they're, you know, depending what metric you want to use, like this wasn't that great of a defense. So a, a couple of times it felt like, there were some things, and I'm gonna I'll go through back real quick through it. TJ Watt felt like it was a spot where he's been on the radar for a couple of years. Like we said with Josh Allen, like this guy's gotten votes for three years. It's finally time to you know give him one. Aaron Donald, apparently there was no fatigue in that. Even his first one there, it was you know a decent amount of sacks for an interior lineman, but the stats weren't crazy. That defense was ranked 19th in points per game. His first uh, his first win. So we've had some we've had some weird ones here, and you know I think twenty sacks kind of gets you there because JJ yeah. Watt twice with twenty and a half. That's Donald a short circuit, though. That's a shortcut. Yeah, like, that's hard to that that's yeah. in, and it's impossible to predict that. That's like, a Konami. Saying, that's a Konami code. I mean, like you're if you get yeah, twenty, that's yeah, like a shortcut. Yeah. yeah so fr- from a from a betting standpoint, that's what I was saying. Like this is such a hard one because if you get to twenty sacks <laughs> and you're the leader in sacks, you're probably getting it. And if you have the Stephon Gilmore year where you have six picks and house a couple of them and you're you're on that was a okay. good defense that so was tell me top, yeah. that was a top one defense so like yeah, yeah. Y- you really got to start looking at guys so, who are on the radar already for for this and it, it kind of leads you to that kind of leads you to dallas if you think that's repeatable because i think they were dying to give it to him a little bit too but you couldn't ignore TJ Watt. Yeah, he was the he was the best defensive player last it's, year. My, it it goes to, it goes to the guy with the most sacks, the most impact plays, high profile plays, and if not, they default to who is the, the best the best defensive player yeah. on the best on one of the best defensive yeah. teams. Yeah. Like you look yeah. at Luke Keekley, he won yeah. a, AP Defensive Rookie Rookie of the Year, and then his second season won Defensive Player of the Year. Panthers were a top two was, defensive team. Yeah, so second best defense as far as points per game. And again, right. 100, 156 tackles, four picks, and also a good team. A lot of these, none like, of these teams Paul, Paul finished, Yeah, none of the non, teams finished non, worse. Non pass rushers, non pass rushers, it typically goes to a top end defensive player on a top end defensive team that was like a story in the league. Like the 2010. Um, it's it Palomalu, 2010 Steelers, sure. so, 2011 Ravens, yep. Keekly, 2013 Panthers, 2019 with Stephon Gilmore. Otherwise, it's just the best pass rusher. Yes, I agree with that. So, yes, the best pass rusher conditional on obtaining the counting stats. Yes. And yeah. if you don't get them, then the default goes to, well, who is the best defensive team? And is there a standout player on that defense that we can give the credit to? Uh, and yeah, no, I, I think that That's is it. And I, I almost think that well. part two of that, I think if you're betting this market, I think part two of that, you kind of have to just not go there, right? Like it's very, very tough to predict who's going to be the best defense when the dust settles. Explain yes. either. Of you. And, Explain yeah. the Khalil Mack one then. Like that defense wasn't that good. It was a good team. It wasn't a highly ranked defense. Well, that was, was counting five, stats, was, right? No, he, he he had like eleven sacks. 
that that's yeah, the one that wasn't really there, there like uh some there was some forced fumbles did he have some touchdowns uh, that year no that, I'm, I'm saying this one just doesn't like he he had he one had, touchdown he recovered he recovered three fumbles three fumbles he forced so, five fumbles that's, that's those what i'm are saying big all of them are numbers. good you know but what? not great you know, what? you know what it might be though there's a there's a little there's a little trap door here in 2016, the Raiders were shockingly good. Like, no one saw them coming. That was the, yeah, the record. It's the only thing but, I can judge because the Carr, defense wasn't great. Derek Carr broke his leg on on Christmas Eve, I think, or Christmas Day, whatever. I think it was Christmas Eve. They were playing because he and um, Mariota broke their legs at like the exact same time. Isn't that right? I think it was Mariota. Maybe anyway. Sure. Um, they, like, I think that there was an interest in giving, rewarding the Raiders. Like, Derek Carr was getting MVP buzz. And it was like, how do we reward the the Raiders? And I think that that's sort of my that's the only that, answer. I've got. That makes sense because they were they were twelve and four. Like I I said, man, the only thing is like this was a good team, and he was a standout for that defense. But he really right. like he got a little bit of voting a couple years before for defensive rookie of the year. Didn't here, get any defensive player of the year votes the year before at all. Here are the here, he are the, here are the here are the here are the guys fifteen got, sacks that year the year before. So I mean, maybe he was in their minds a little, I guess. Here, here are the guys who got votes in 2016 for Defensive Player of the Year of the 50 votes. Khalil Mack got 18 of them. That is a really, really low number. Like that's a very yeah. close vote. If Von Miller has gotten 50. Yeah, that's unanimous, as they say. Uh, Von Miller got 17. It was like a, it was a snake, right? Like he barely got him. Number three. I bet I could give you a hundred get. I don't know if Andy, have you looked at these or I mean, I haven't looked no. at the voting for that. Yet. Yeah, like I'll, I'll give you a hundred guesses. I don't think you would get this player because it's Juan Alexander. That's a good guess, but no. <laughs> like, uh, hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, Andy, you can have one random e guess. Everson Griffin. No, that's a good guess too. Vic Landon, Beasley, Landon Collins. What? Yeah, Landon Collins got nine votes. He got How? nine votes. He got eighteen percent of the voting share. Did he next lead the up, league in or something? Next up, this bomb named Aaron Donald got three votes. Wow. Sean Lee How? got two votes, and Eric Berry got a vote. Like this is just this is just a that's chaos. This is a, is a chaos year. That's what. Yeah, it, that's and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like this is a this is a hard one. This is a really hard one. So, getting a shitload of sacks helps. Being that guy, being a known quantity, and really, there weren't a ton of teams where they they were bad. Like there wasn't a losing record in the last 10 years for a defensive player of the year. So I got to tell you being though, first or second in the division, getting the, only one of these teams missed the playoffs out of the last 10 years. And that was a JJ Watt 20 sack season. So like, how do you, how are you narrowing this down? Though? Okay. You based on this little conversation about Khalil Mack and trying to work this out. I feel like there's a, an N minus one, right? It's like the previous year. If you kind of put, yes. if you planned your flight, you arrived, the previous year, then you're yep. you're automatically in consideration, regardless. So if of the if Cowboys are halfway decent, he's getting top. a shitload of votes. It's yeah, right. Like, it's yeah. like the um, it's like the uh, preseason poll in college football. There is a there's a predetermined there's a predetermined bias to prefer these teams if they're successful. Just like they're like, all right, Micah Parsons, yeah, like he's going to be picked. He's going to be a sexy pick to be Defensive Player of the Year by people who actually vote on it. So if he can. His bar, what the bar he has to clear to be rewarded Anthony with votes bar, is, literally. is much lower. Yeah. The what? Anthony Barr, literally. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like, like TJ Watt, seven to one. TJ Watt, and TJ Watt has to break his own sack record like, to get that award. I mean, it's just insane. Like, yeah, yeah, insane.
Okay, so who are some guys who flat out arrived last year, Will, who we should pick from? Besides Michael Parsons, which is too easy. Uh, I think we can all guess that that Garrett's probably not going to. Yeah, Garrett may not be able to reproduce, and he's already he's starting to become old news. T.J. Watt just got his. He's probably old news. Max Crosby. Max Crosby arrived. That's a great call. Crosby Parsons. Wow, is he really that old? Um, He's going to be playing a lot of prime. You know, a lot of a lot of big time games down the the stretch in a competitive division. a guy I brought up this week, Andy, who is 65 to one, who kind of arrived last year in my mind, is Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. Yes. Uh, did he is is he on the mind in the in the mind's eye of the uh, of the voters? Have they yeah. heard of him yet, or is he like are we two years away from that? No, 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 no. He is he's he's it, it, on the guys who are big film guys. Yeah. Is, Pete Prisco loves Jeffrey Simmons. Okay. Okay. 65 to one is interesting there. Eight and a half sacks from the interior too. Yeah. yeah is, and look, because he. Remember, these are the same voters who vote for the uh, All-Pro teams. AP, yeah, yeah. And he was a second-team All-Pro and made the Pro Bowl. So he is he is ascending into this. If he's, yeah. he's a second-team All-Pro, he is on the on the minds of these voters. Okay. How about uh, and you know uh, Eric, our guy PFF Eric brought brought up Rashawn Gary at a much much better price than is currently available. Is he in the mind's eye of the voters? I think so. Yes. Okay. If, if if not, he is. Yeah, he is. He he's probably a little bit behind um jeffrey simmons but yeah. he is he is definitely an ascending player in the minds of voters and if if for some reason um you know the packers are a, a, a good team again that runs the ball a bunch and has you know forcing other teams to drop back a bunch gary could yeah. load up on sacks and if he gets double digit sacks he will be in the conversation yeah, I think Packers are a very likely team to land in the top ten in the mind in the you know some assumed top ten in the minds of the voters. You know, Titans similarly, I think their defense is going to be considered good when the dust settles. Um, yeah, Max Crosby maybe as well, uh, and then of course Michael Parsons. Anyone besides those four on your mind, Andy? As we're talking through this he criteria, did, yeah, he didn't have he Ooh. didn't have the All Pro voting, but he lines up in a better spot to get the counting stats. Harold Landry, same team, good defense, like you know. those are both tough ones because I think either Simmons or Landry has to get like, it has to be like an 18 sack season and nobody else can have 20. So those are tough ones, but some nights are long shots. And and to Will's point, he didn't get the pro bowl or the all pro um, tag. So that kind of stinks, but he was a pro bowler and he he lines up outside. Like it's going to edge rusher. Let's let's get some edge rusher. We've had enough of this defensive interior bullshit with uh, Aaron, which is amazing. Like, it's been, and again, showing my where I'm from, but since Keith Millard that you've seen something like that from the inside, like to have that many, to break 20 sacks where Aaron Donald lines up. Well, you could argue J.J. Watt too, but I mean, different. different I mean, he, yeah, he, he yeah. That he's was in, yeah, he's an end, but in the 3-4, right? Yeah, um, so. The other, yeah, but the other, Watt, the Watt, other guy. How many does he have? Three, two. Watt has, th- Watt has three. Three, yeah. Jesus Christ. The other guy that, um. Stands out in a big way to me. And again, I'm looking at DraftKings just because Bookmaker didn't, I didn't see like the whole list on there. It looked like it cut it off. Did like he 20... play for the Patriots? He does not. He plays, oh, I'll give you a hint. He doesn't wear gloves. Ooh. Man, this is tough. Ooh. Who is it? I have, I have Donnie Henderson. 
Oh, of course. We just fucking talked about that too. But like um, he's, he's an ascending yeah. player who now in the second year in this Lou Anarumo defense. Um, yeah. As, as I mentioned you guys before the show, Prisco told me the defense looks loaded. The Bengals are a good team. The Browns are probably going to be without Watson. The Steelers are going to maybe take a step back. So this is a team that's like, and he's, I see him 40 to one at, at DraftKings. Like, that's, yeah. it's a better book. Yeah, it's like it's Trey last yeah. year. What if he just, yeah. I mean, you know, like, and that was coming off a year he got paid. Yep, like, exactly. That would have been presumably the year that you kind of, yeah. I, I don't hate that. Yeah. He, he, hey, uh, he's 27. He's still in his prime. Good defense on a team that, you know, could conceivably have in, some. Lead. Yeah. In the blind, he's a realistic candidate to, to lead the league in sex. Absolutely. Okay. I like that. If you get 14 like with the, I mean, yeah. And like, uh, sorry, go ahead. And that, that's where I'm at with this. Like, I'm, I'm going to take some longer shots on getting 20 sacks. Like I'll take a few shots at 40 to one, <clears throat> 60 to one. I'm but, fine with that. Yeah. That's how I'm approaching this. Market. So I guess as a collective, it's we're a okay. Crash. We're okay. Fading the chalk in this market. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's the okay. play. The, um, okay. the other, the other two non pass rushers that I bet that I take every year. And I think, I don't know why I'm like reading the comments because I'm because <laughs> I do it for my show all the time. Like I, I love reading um, the comments. They're great. Uh, some, somebody noted, uh, Shaq, nay, Darius Leonard, um, yeah. and uh, Derwin James. Those two guys I take every year because if in, in, in lieu of a huge sack season, those guys are capable of putting up some sacks, a bunch of forced fumbles, interceptions, and a ton of tackles. And just you could see the Colts or the, the Chargers be very good. I think the Colts with the Gus Bradley thing is a little more concerning. Um but those teams yes. both win their division and, you know, or, or at least be a, you know, make the playoffs, win double digits. And both those guys have huge numbers across the board. And you sort of get a Luke Keekley style victory. Okay. I, yeah, no, I don't know. Can't disagree with that. But uh, price, at least at DraftKings, is not bettable. Uh, yeah. No, no, I would, I will, I would, <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Name an okay. award, Drew. Offensive rookie of the year. Will, what is the archetype for offensive rookie of the year? Um, it is. Would you? Is it not? I feel like it's. They want to give it to a quarterback. Oh yeah. But in lieu of a good quarterback, it is simply the best offensive, the most explosive offensive performance from either a running back or a wide receiver. And I do tend to think that they will. So, like Josh Jacobs probably should have won over Kyler Murray. Um, sure. But because Kyler plays quarterback, uh, he got it. I think Justin Jefferson was that year too, wasn't he? No, Justin uh, Jefferson was the Her Herbert. Yeah, Jefferson like he, got beat. He would have won that quite a few different years. AJ That's... Brown got beat by Murray too. AJ Brown was pretty damn yeah. good as the rookie. Herbert, Herbert got. I mean, Justin Jefferson's rookie year was insane, and yeah, he was. the voting split on that forty-one to nine for Justin Herbert. Like cool. that's the default for the quarterbacks wow. in, in this market. Okay, that's so what, it was um, such a weird year. We had five quarterbacks last year. And so in an, we said, yeah. what are the odds one of these guys doesn't hit at least, right? Yeah, the yeah. three of them are starting on day one. We're going to get one of these. And yeah, it was Chase. Oh, that, that's my trivia. Third Bengals wide receiver to win rookie of the year. Name literally either of the other ones. Any what? Third Bengals wide receiver to win offensive rookie of the year. I was just looking no. at Name literally anything. Uh, Chris Collinsworth. No, he played the USFL. What are you not? Carl Pickens? He didn't really. I didn't like, Carl Pickens. Carol, Carl Pickens won Rookie of Carl the Year, Pickens. really? Carl Pickens won Rookie of the Year. Oh the other one is Eddie Brown. What? 
back then, back then it was heavy, heavy running back during those seasons too. Again, okay. But uh, yeah, my archetype was. By, hey, by the way, I got, I got, uh, I got, I got a trivia question for you too. Name the oh, yeah. four people who received votes for offensive rookie of the year last season. You know, two of them, obviously. Jesus. Mac, so Mac Jones and uh, and Jamar Chase, uh, Jamar Chase yeah. got votes. Um, there was another running back. Waddle probably had Did a Waddle case. get votes. But he didn't get votes. Um, There's only three votes available. One guy got two, and one guy got one. Oh my god! I bet did Parsons get one? Offensive. Well, he was defensive. Yeah. Um, I've been MVP. You know who should have gotten consideration, but I don't know if he did. It was Rashawn Slater. He gets one of them. That's one of them. Yes. Oh, he did. He got a vote. Oh, good. Because he was the second. He he was the second most valuable Charger last year. Correct. Now I'll give you a hint. The because. That was the trivia. Is like it's an offensive lineman. The other guy is also an offensive lineman. What? Yeah, the other guy got two votes. You have two votes as an offensive lineman. You could give me a hundred guesses. I don't think I'm going to get it. Who is it? Um, his he Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey got votes for <laughs> offense. For offense what? Right here. So like again, this and this just ties back to you. Got to remember. <laughs> People are voting on this stuff, and you're putting money on this. So my my archetype here was Slater should have gotten some more. Yeah. Like Slater deserves votes. Like that's not yeah, he, he really he really did. Yeah, absolutely, Humphrey yeah. is really good. But like what I what I dug into here was the guy has to play a lot of games. Like you cannot win this if you bet. Like really, no, it's a vol- it's volume. The, the volume. outlier, the outlier yeah. from the last ten years is really Odell Beckham Jr. He missed four games. That's a lot compared to everybody else. But I mean, he put up 1300 yards and 12 touchdowns in 12 games. What are you going to do? You don't have to be on a good team. Only half no, you do not. of the, f- only half of the 10 teams uh, made the playoffs even. Wow. And uh, four out of the five were a four seed. There was only one, one seed in there. And that was of course your Dallas Cowboys, which was Damn. how the fuck were you going to predict that? Unless you're sports cheetah and you, his, <laughs> his analogy was the most that. beautiful thing he ever said. He said, uh, I'm parlaying that the Cowboys offense is still good and Tony Romo gets injured at a thousand to one. He's like, that's yeah. a parlay or, you know, he's like, yeah. that's worth it. And he had a, a sick number on that. So, I mean, Will's right. It, it, it really, really, really helps. Like he said, they want to give it to a quarterback, but in lieu of a quarterback, you have to have a season Saquon 1300. And I mean, you basically have to have two, almost 2000 yards. Like if you're a running back, Combined, Saquon had thirteen hundred and seven hundred fifteen touchdowns. Uh, Kamara had seven hundred and eight hundred thirteen touchdowns. You had Gurley with a really big season, double digit touchdowns. Lacy with fifteen hundred and eleven touchdowns. Like the running back ha- only happens if the quarterbacks aren't there and they have that sort of season. Okay, well, let me there, ask you that, That's my first question, Drew. Is there a running back? Who's a rookie this year who can yeah. run for a thousand yards? Well, I I, th- I think we've been over this with Will, but we don't believe Etienne is like in He's consideration, even though he did not take a snap next year. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, no, they, they by, by the way, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. second quarterback ever to win AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2004, and since counting Ben, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks have won it since then. Okay, yeah, well, let's start at quarterback. Used let's, to give the guy chances because I'm not, I'm not seeing a running back with enough volume to get consideration. No, but I, I want to touch on, I want to touch on quarterback because I don't get this price. Um, what do you think of Kenny Pickett at 500 to one? I make him like 200 to one. 
It's horrendous. You're saying like five to one. Oh, plus 500. Oh, I thought that said 500 to one. No, no, no that no, was no. a joke. Why in the fuck is Kenny Pickett five to one? Kenny, Who, Kenny, what, Kenny what is, what, what? He's a top three quarterback on that team. <laughs> he, he, should, he should literally be. That was good. That was very good. Uh, he should literally be 200 to one, and he's five to one. I he's do like, not understand that. He's like six to one to start a game this year. I just, yeah, yeah. I just said you have to you have to play like 13, 14 games. The odds <laughs> of him playing that many games is five, six, seven to one at, at best. So like throwing him out, throwing out all the running backs. Yes. Is it just, are we at, this is we have what to wide receiver, wide receiver. What wide receiver gets the most volume, I think is the, is the name of the game this year. Yeah. The, the numbers on like Willis Ritter, correct. Like those are fun, but you, you have to do a lot of predicting and hoping, and they also have to work out and they have to probably start 10, 12 games at a bare minimum. So it's really predicting oh. the wide receiver who makes the biggest impact and puts up the biggest counting stats. And we've really, in the last 10 years, it's been Odell here's, and Jamar. Here's here's one that's probably worth consideration now that, and probably was worth more consideration yesterday before the Rodgers made his comments. But uh, Romeo Dubs. Is it Dubs? Sure. Um, Dubs. 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 He's 35 to 1. Dubs. Um, 35 to 1 is not not great because, you know, I mean, like, he, but Rodgers said that he's made wow plays every day and, it, and basically said he reminds him of, like, like he he gave him praise along the lines of like Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Young guys who came in and were yeah. in, impact early, and the absence of Devonte Adams here, plus the like you guys know from chat with like freaking Alan Lazard arguments. I mean, like you know, Lazard is the one, but is he really a number one? I like I, I think Romeo at thirty five to one is better than Christian Watson at eleven. Yeah, I agree with that. But my only problem with all of that is that. Aaron Rodgers also compared Rasul Douglas to Charles Woodson yesterday. So he was clearly tripping balls. <laughs> I know. Like I, I, I told yeah. that I was talking to producer Dan about this. I said, I just, I I've been a prisoner of the moment too many times where I'm going to miss out on one of these guys. Cause I really struggled to bet on a guy because they said something positive about him in camp because there's so much of it. Like, and I, I bet on Tolbert, but again, I will bet on a rookie who has extra opportunity thanks to injuries. Sure. But otherwise, I said a couple of years ago, I did this in camp. And all of a sudden, it's like, I have 12 rookie of the year bets. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I, you got to throw I, darts though this year, I think. Yeah. And at, the, at this be, point, like, it's going to be a wide receiver. Dubs was a good was bet board. at yeah. a big number. Like, if you got a triple digit number on him, that's a good bet because he's with an elite quarterback and he could be a big part of that offense. And you're, you're banking on, you know, all the other wide receivers, not stinking, but not getting to his level. So, I mean, finding a good receiver with a good offense. And again, it doesn't have to be a great team, but when it was a, when it's been a receiver of late, those teams have been decent ish. Uh, although the Odell team was six and 10, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, but Odell, when the wide receiver in the mix, it's catch. a good enough team. Yeah. Like, he had the catch on prime time. Yeah. And like, and he was just a monster. That didn't um, hurt. Speaking of Odell and the Giants, I think Wandell Robinson at seventy-five to one is a good look. Um, he's been yeah, getting he's, a, lot of, a lot of camp buzz, okay. and know, he's going to get opportunity. Yeah, and it, it, like they've gone from absolutely dog shit, incompetent coaching to Brian Dable, who should be able to get some good stuff out of him. I, I, you know, uh, we talked about there's some running backs on here that are interesting prices too. Tyler Algier, uh, fifty to one. 
he could just be the Falcons number one running back and he might get it on volume for a bad team. You know, that's not out of the question at all. Their running back group is not great. And I think they've been talking about splitting Cordell Patterson out more just because they need to sort of. And they might be running the ball late just because it's like, Hey, we're down by 28. What a, we can't expose Mariota and Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, 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 this clicked in my head when um, I forgot, we talked about this on your NBC show, Drew, but Zonovan Knight, a lot of stuff has to happen. I understand it. Brees Hall, (laughs) et cetera, but yeah, excuse me. Um, And then I sort of wonder if like, it wouldn't be that crazy given that what, given the, the nature of this very poor offensive class as a whole, like skill guys and quarterbacks, Sure. If we saw two different offensive linemen get votes last year, like Ikea Kwanu, what if the Panthers somehow, and look, a lot has to happen, but somehow crack their ceiling and win nine games or eight, nine, whatever it is, and are a fringe playoff team or sneaking as a wild card and Baker is protected mm-hmm. and isn't getting sacked and Icky is playing really well. Like, I think that if there ever was a year where a the, the voters are like, you know, no one's done anything. Yeah, like Brees Hall, you know, is like, you know, splitting carries. He's, none of these wide receivers pop. If there ever was a year when offensive linemen would win it, this this would be it. But, I mean, it's obviously 100 to 1. So, you know. I think Neil's probably more likely than Icky just because Neil, you could you could see a, a seismic leap from a Jones. But make, how Mayfield, did we not I don't see this coming? Will um, making he's making a case for Steve. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I looked at Neil and Neil is like a better answer, but I was like, no. I'm I think again, the, but we're in the same kind of mind headspace where like if you could, you know, I was a light fade the chalk in the defensive player of the year market. I'm a Heavy fade the chalk. Chalk is a disaster in this market. Disaster. Sixteen to one, and Matt Matt Corral's twenty five to one. He's the third string quarterback for the Panthers. Disaster. Yeah, this whole the whole top. I bet a little bit of chalk here when the market opened, and it just because. And you agree with this? We are really kind of high on what the what the Saints could be. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. Sell me this. Sell me this. Olave. Like Olave was twelve to one. I was fine taking a little chalk, but other than that. It's going to be big numbers on receivers that I think get volume, and yep. like Tolbert when you got hurt. Anybody who grabbed Dubs when you know he was a hundred. If you get the good numbers on some receivers that have the upside, you can have a portfolio of like six guys and hope one of them gets to a thousand yards. I th- I would say Olave very realistic chance that he leads in volume. Yeah, Mama yeah, he's that, that's very the, realistic. That's the yeah. bet there. He's just going to get a shitload of targets. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm yeah, Romeo, to... Romeo Dubs, you can still get it thirty-five to one. Don't hate that. Uh, I th- I can't believe that Jalen Tolbert is down to twelve to one. That ship has long since fun. sailed. God, I love um, Tolbert. Yeah, you can't bet twelve to one at them though. No. Um, R.I.P. The John Michi bets we made on the NBC show. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I have one too. I know it. It's rough, um, man. We w- we no, wish him well. Obviously, yeah. But, yeah, that's our first loss of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Well, how about defensive rookie there? I think this one is a lot, lot cleaner. Uh, who gets the most counting stats between the top three guys? Because this is going to a pass rusher, yep. and it is almost certainly between uh, Hutchinson, Walker, and Thibodeau. Is that a fair way to look at this awards market, Andy? Yeah. Rook, uh, my note, and I- we had two cornerbacks in the last yeah, 10 years. They led the league in interceptions as cornerbacks. Like you, yeah, you, and that's the thing. Like looking at that is you have to predict. Excuse me, Lattimore, and, Lattimore didn't lead it, but he had a. I mean, I mean, but look at his season. Like, well, and, and don't forget that the 2017 Saints draft 
the Saints had Kamara win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And yeah, Lattimore, that draft with Ramchick, Lattimore, incredible. Marcus Williams, um, and, and Kamara, that changed the Saints. They went 79 three years in a row, and then all of a sudden were a Super Bowl contender. So it was, like, easy to point at those guys for being the reason for the Saints' turnaround. I agree. Yeah, this was this was a super weird one. Also, the the trivia came from the weirdness of the Wikipedia page. In 1982, teammates won the award together: Falcons linebackers Al Richardson and Buddy Curry. First off, what the fuck is that? Um, in 1980, the very first wild card team won the Super Bowl with the Raiders that year down in New Orleans. Name their starting right guard, who was also a lovable, and sadly passed on. Players Association uh, chief. Oh, um, oh my God! I'll let Will get up, Sean. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yeah. By the By the um, way, the Buddy Curry Al Richardson uh, year, they each got twenty three point five votes. What? I, I, no, I, I didn't have I didn't have time to dig into this. What happened? <laughs> what the if there was some sort of there was some sort of voting cabal. But either way, you're Holy right. Crap. It's so. Getting getting sacks like you saw Micah Parsons, like we saw yep. Chase Young, like you saw Joey Bosa, Nick um, Bosa too, yeah, yep. yeah, Nick, Nick. Well, Nick Bosa, yeah, Nick Bosa had nine, Joey had ten and a half. If you can get a double digit sack, I mean, Darius Leonard had Darius Leonard had seven and one hundred and sixty three tackles. Plus, yeah, uh, the the linebacker thing, yes. If you can get that many tackles and and be just a a player that pops. By the way, Leonard, the only player in the past 10 years that was not a first round draft pick Oh, that's, uh, that's out of any of these guys. So, I mean, to Drew's point, we talk about fading the chalk. That's the only thing I came up with here is like, it's going to be someone who's pretty chalky unless you get something like the Micah Parsons thing where it's like, Hey, we're using them differently. And it just worked out and people aren't going to be able to see that thing, you know, that sort of thing coming for the most part. So who, who among the chalk do you think has the opportunity to get the counting stats and was probably a first round pick here is kind of where I'm at. Trayvon Walker sure looked good last night. That is, we still don't owe the guy. We owe the guy a little. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, I do think that realistically the Jaguars defense is going to be perceived as taking a leap going from 30, 32nd to league average. Josh uh, Allen think, on the other side, he won't be, you know, he's not going to no, see a bunch of double teams. No. I think Hutchinson's in the same boat, although Hutchinson, I think, gets to go up against weaker offensive lines. So he has to have the edge. Um, and I think Thibodeau, expecting him to be healthy and give you 17 games is asking a lot out of the guy who couldn't do that in college. Um, I, so, yeah, I won't spend much time on this because we've already kind of discussed this on the pod, but I said, like, I think Thibodeau is your long-term best player of the three for an NFL career, but Hutchinson's opportunities against some of the offensive lines and quarterbacks he's going to face. We, we kind of decided like, shit, man, this guy could have a couple games where he's hitting the quarterback eight times. And if he has the ball on a few of those, all of a sudden it's like, how did this guy get to 12 sacks already? And we have like well, a game left. There's precedent for a guy without counting stats to win the award from New York. And it's Sheldon Richardson. How in the that was the weird did one. he win? How in how how did this happen? He three guy and a half sacks, seventy five tackles, forty two totals, or one forced fumble. Oh yeah, yeah. This it was just a uh, down year. Yeah. Not so sure, not sure. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, twenty three votes. Kiko Alonso, nineteen votes. Kenny Vaccaro, four votes. Starla Talley, two, and of course Tyron Matthew. 
that's how john breach that's how john breach pronounces tyron matthew god damn it is my stephen gilmore gonna end up on the soundbar yeah. i hope so i hope so um okay so flip a coin hutchinson and walker or bet both andy i just bet hutch and i love Walker, Princeton? but did you just bet walker me no no i was i was thinking about how this year in particular with the awards was so bizarre because Keekley won Defensive Player of the Year, and Philip Rivers won Comeback Player of the Year, and he was just coming back from like not he was like coming back from like sucking a bad season. Yeah, he <laughs> like, season he didn't it all. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Just a weird. Oh, year. That is weird. That is a weird weird year of voting. Um, wasn't a lockout year. Uh, that's strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for you, if you don't have one, rounder. you want Walker. I'll go Walker. Yeah, find a first round pick who's going to have a bunch of uh you know a bunch of opportunities to get sacks or try to grab a couple long shots like you know you don't have to go chalk you can find some guys that you think have an opportunity in the system that will they have to be starting the, they have to be couple, playing guys in chat pointed out Drake Jackson could be a uh, like 40 to 1 that's probably a decent look he's second string right now is that right yeah but i mean you got Nick Bosa you know I think he's going to rotate in too. And you know, if, he's, if, he, if he's playing well, he's going to rotate in more. Armstead all on the front line there. He's probably, yeah, he's probably 2A. I don't think, I don't, I don't think he's losing snacks, uh, snaps to uh, any of these other guys that are in wave two there. Just, just uh, because of the price, it's not bad. And like, that's one to watch too, where if he's playing really well, if he's like popping in the preseason, um, you know, get it. You know, if, if you're watching the first 49ers week one and he's got, two preseason sacks get that bet in asap because it, that'll shrink down like you know as drew said at the top you know these any action on like a, a price is going to shrink this market yeah. is there a is there a good defense that is consistently winning you know in in positive game states where they are pinning their ears back and letting guys go like you know like i guess uh like is there a case to be made for a jordan davis is there a case to be made for well um, davis the problem i think with davis is he's going to rotate in he, I mean, I would not guess enough, they will use snaps. a little bit like Georgia did, just because you got Fletcher Cox and um, he's the guy from, uh, from the Steelers who now is on the Eagles. Um, I forgot his name the other day too. He's really good. <laughs> I, I have I have trouble with a lot of the long shots here. Devon Harkins. Ah, yeah, got it. Yeah, he's okay. So Jordan Davis is actually fighting for snaps there. Okay, I see. I, I just think they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna take him from like, you know. 50% of the snaps and I, I I will probably bet Jordan Davis because I love him but like I don't think they'll take him from like 50% of the snaps at Georgia to 100% ah shit man yeah 14 to 1 is not good enough price yeah, anyway. okay alright so we'll, we'll leave it with the it's a, it's between Walker and Hutch I'll take Hutch just because I think you get the fact that you get two games against Chicago is worth something um, and I think uh, but I think Walker yeah he did show his flashes last night surely he's uh, he's going to be a problem and just in general that helps my uh, my Jags optimism a little bit um, what's next Andy you want to touch, uh, touch on offensive player of the year or should we jump right uh, yeah. to coaches let's let's do offensive player of the year real quick this is turned into the runner-up for MVP right I mean it's yeah. been a few years since the quarterback won it's not been that long ago but I looked at it, it's like hey right now it's probably just the best offensive player who's not a quarterback. Find 2,000 combined yards. And really also, uh, Peterson did win this as well when he got MVP. 
other than that, it's the same kind of story. Everybody else has been on a division winning team. The worst, uh, the worst besides Peterson has been the last two years where these teams have been four seeds, but they weren't like, oh, this was a shitty NFC least four seed. Like they were four seeds with like 12 wins, you know, where everything was close again. So it has to be a good player who has 2000 yards in him on a good team. Uh, you know, I bet Jefferson because I found that 25 to one. I think that's yeah, good. Minnesota has a high end, uh, at least being a, a wild card team, being a division winner possibly, and he's just—I mean, he's probably MVP caliber in the in the right situation. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Cook at thirty yeah. to one is a bet for that too. I think. I mean, like he could be yeah. an absolute monster in this offense. Yeah, I think the first guy to ever win it, Drew. Uh, he shares his <clears> name <throat> with the Dallas Cowboy who won a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, first guy to ever win this. First guy to win it when they first gave it out in 72. Shares his name with the uh, Dallas Cowboy who won Super Bowl MVP. What? That's a very uh, good Larry Brown? Exactly. What? Washington there was a Larry back, Brown Larry offensive Brown. player in the 70s? He was, a, he was a running back. He had a hell of a year. Oh, wow. I think he had like 16. I can't believe yards, I pulled Larry Brown you, out of my brain. Was that 95? Can you name the only two players to win this award three consecutive times? <clears throat> offensive player of the year three consecutive times uh marshall falk probably in the conversation That's there marshall Ladanian tomlinson no old, much older uh much older huh? you're actually talking Marcus about Allen? no that's a good guess though he has he did win it mark uh, mosley hmm. walter payton uh no but he he won it the year before this guy ripped off three in a row okay that's a good clue uh the 80s earl campbell yes very yes. nice true. very mm. nice take that trivia chat mm. yeah yes yeah, we should be writing these it. down um yeah so who who's gonna win their division win 11 12 13 games and find 2,000 yards besides jonathan taylor jonathan taylor absolutely yeah. deserved favorite he could have 2,500 combined yards this year like that's the ceiling is super high. There's yeah, he should take. He's game. in his third season. He should take focus a step well? forward. I'm trying. It won't let me do it. Usually, <laughs> if he's you're listening you, to this, that's probably weird. He's out of focus on the camera for some reason. Um, but yeah, no, I think Jonathan Taylor, if he, he's entering his third season, if he does take any meaningful step forward in terms of statistical profile, it's going to be impossible not to give it to him, really. And I think, I think there's a case to be made for him that is literally he is so. He's going to be so far separated from the next best guy that you're just going to have to kind of consider him, right? Oh, yeah. I, I I really think he wins this thing like 50% of the goddamn <laughs> So 10 to 1 is a good bet is what you're saying? Yeah. It's, I, I might actually just take some to cover cover the – like a small bet to cover my Jefferson bet when he ultimately wins it. We talked about it a little on the Colts preview. He's actually facing an easier uh, – uh, schedule of opposing defenses this year, and I think we're we're probably super fucked in this market because he might just like <laughs> that have twenty five hundred goddamn yards. Okay. Uh, see, I okay. think that, I think there's like I mean I'm not saying that I think there's better. no there, there's there's some good long shots to be taken. Like AJ Brown, AJ Brown eighty to one is a is a really interesting one if the Eagles are good and like you know he has a monster year. Um, volume increases maybe because he's out of Tennessee. Terry McLaurin finally has a, a quarterback who's like you know, not elite, but better than, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all fair. 
Um, let's uh, let's keep cooking. Yeah. I don't have All a ton right. of other Cook. thoughts other than I'll, I'll just say this: our our good friend Jay Croucher, who's kind of somewhat masterful when it comes to award markets, made a very impassioned case for Lamar Jackson. Like he thinks oh. a full a full season of Lamar Jackson, you probably see four thousand, one thousand. He probably breaks the all time yard scrimmage. You know, he probably breaks the all time uh, record for passing plus rushing yards. Um, and uh, yeah, his his offensive statistical performance, even if the Ravens are fringe playoff, should be pretty damn impressive. And, uh, and, and yeah. worth worth noting on that, um, when you look at these monster quarterback seasons. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes, they all won Offensive Player of the Year as well. Uh, Lamar had 17 votes to Michael Thomas's 19 votes in 2019 when he won, he won the MVP. So he very nearly won it, except Michael Thomas went 149 catches, you know, 1,700 receiving yards, and the Saints were you know, 13 and 3 in a very dominant year. Okay. So we're gonna we'll we'll narrow it down to these three then Lamar, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and uh, Justin Jefferson. All hey, all Jeff. decent prices on those guys, frankly. Well, luckily we're running we're getting low on time because I didn't have a trivia question for comeback player of the year because that's depressing. Like I'm not gonna be <laughs> like which which guy had cancer and I mean, what, are, what are we gonna do with this? Like that and that is that's what comes down to like Eric Berry. That it's it's crass to say some of this stuff, but. Like if he had a good year, he was always going to win that. That was an amazing story that he was able to come back from, you know, a major illness like that. If, if Alex Smith got on the field for one yes. snap, he was winning that damn award. Yeah, right. exactly. Correct. The Alex Smith thing. And a lot of the other ones is like, man, you missed a, like my notes under Alex Smith just says leg LOL. You know, there's, <laughs> you don't have to have a great year. Sometimes it comes down to, it is an inspiring story of being, it probably better is like the, the Eric Berry is a better way to give the awards. Like that's an inspiring story of coming back and playing at a high level, but yeah, Manning neck injury rivers, just a really big jump up uh, compared to where they were and taking that team to the playoffs. Uh, Gronkowski only played six games the year before a, you know, 1200 yard season, Barry. Uh, we talked about Jordy Nelson missed a season, came back at 1214 touchdowns Keenan Allen Keenan Allen basically the same thing he had 1400 yards pretty much luck missed a season came back through for 4539 touchdowns and then Tannehill was a weird one too that was I feel like that was based on he was a really high draft pick who had a bad five or six years Miami he came back he came back from and he did he did have that and then he had that injury season and it's like man this is a first round pick and he's in a new place he had that season he missed and here here we go and then obviously joe burrow was i mean that that offense was electric and he'd missed season to an injury so well or his acl just like burrow like if yeah yeah yeah. quarterback who tears your acl and then your team is good you're winning the award was it the year before he got traded, though? I feel like he played at Miami after the ACL. Um, I could be no, wrong so, on that. No, no, no. So it, late in the season, he injured his ACL. Um, in late in 2016, he injured his ACL because he, he got, he, but he, and he only played 13 games. And then they came into training camp, and he never had surgery to repair it. And he tore his ACL fully in training camp, and that's when they had to go sign Jay Cutler. And then they traded him the following offseason because I believe Gase got fired. Yeah, because he missed all of 17, but then he came back to Miami for 18, oh, played 11 oh, games. Yeah, yeah so it, it was a weird – but, I mean, you're right. He did have a catastrophic he, leg injury, plus he played for Miami. 
He came back from Adam Gase, basically. Yeah, he came yeah, back. Very from impressive. Gaze. Who's yeah. in your pool, Drew? I completely passed on this one. I really. I mean, so the, hard. the yeah, this Derek Henry, like Derek this is favorite. he came back last year. This is and you know what? You know what's stupid and why I shouldn't have dismissed this one so easy? These are the ones that people like us can actually influence because narrative matters a ton. Yeah. And like you like we could, we could realistically just talk about it and tweet about it for four Ooh. months and put a guy in the conversation, frankly. My, yeah, my, my only comment on this one <clears throat> is you laughed about Pickett being a favorite. Who in their fucking right mind put Deshaun Watson as fourth favorite? Who is voting for the guy What's who it? ejaculated coming? on people who didn't yeah. want to be ejaculated on? He's coming back, like, he's coming back to hand jobs. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to vote for him. It's not something people will vote for. So um, <clears throat> there's there's some cases for a few quarterbacks, like but they're short, like Trubisky and Mariota. I can see it, but not at sixteen to one. Have fun no, you, with those. you you can't suck. You can't. It yeah. can't just be that you did come back. You have to come back and then yeah, like, not well, suck. Mariota is a tough sell because it's not a good team, but like there's enough pieces around Trubisky where that could be, oh shit, he's it's like eighteen yeah. again. They're letting him run, yeah. but it's sixteen to one. I'm, I'm not betting that. The, the um, only guy that I, I like consideration-wise, but I can't bet him at the price at the book I'm looking at right now, is Zach, Zach Barkley. I think Giants' offense is going to be better. Barkley's not going to be given the ball on obvious running downs where he loses three yards of carry. Yeah. Like, just fundamentally, his, his statistical performance of this year should look quite good. I, and, I, yeah, what do you think? I think that the price on travis Etienne that i'm seeing at 25 to 1 is a no-brainer ah where is that draft Ooh, okay I, mean, I found 35 I mean, to 1 here at he, uh bookmaker i'll get he a little he didn't play a single snap last year well, i found a 40 to 1 no oh, look at us well, I found a seven. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh, and like that like the jaguars offense is just going to be better with doug peterson running it i i'm a like of the not a licensed doctor opinion that uh etn probably injured his foot uh, doing a bunch of drills in training camp that he'd never done in his entire life before because Urban he Meyer did not need to do that he didn't yeah. need to do because Urban Meyer decided he needed to be a wide receiver and now all of a sudden you have Doug Peterson he's playing with his boy you know Trevor Lawrence like I'm with you Drew I'm I'm higher on the Jaguars than most people um, and and so that to me is a good price J.K. Dobbins if it was twenty to one or more I think that'd be pretty good but fourteen to one's probably not uh, what you need. Uh, one that I think is like it's not even on the board, so I don't. You maybe get that that I see. You probably need somebody to quote you a price, but like Geno Smith. <laughs> like just, just how many of, games? Right. Is Geno Smith we'll catch playing? you guys. How Monday. many? How many? <laughs> let's let's. Will how many? Yeah, I'll get you a price on that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I actually you just send me the money. <laughs> I'll bet that. Oh yeah, well I'll bet that for you. Where do you? Well, yeah. Well, if Gino, oh, yeah. If Gino wins. If the Seahawks yeah. somehow win nine games. Is that is that what is that what the number needs to be? Like, let's say he starts seventeen, he needs to win nine. You think? I was gonna say seven. I don't think that's enough to do. No, I think, I think, I think he needs to win. A, I think winning record for he the needs Seahawks. To have counting stats. Etienne, to Etienne, Etienne like breaks a thousand yards receiving, gets fifteen hundred receiving, a thousand yards rushing, gets fifteen hundred R and Is that enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. If the Saints win a bunch of games, Jameis will be popular. Um, McCaffrey yeah. is an easy one. That would make me angry. Yeah. It would be worthy, I guess. Um, damn. DeAndre Hopkins uh, is hilarious. 
like yeah. coming, coming back from a PED suspension, like, it's like it's in the middle of the year. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what a comeback! Will Fuller, will be, Fuller huh? if he lands in the right spot over the next monthish, like the Packers and he's like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, like go-to deep field guy. Yeah. Like, what 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 if a team with a good quarterback, a good offense, who needs him, signs him? It's like Will Fuller's fifty to one, but I can't bet him because he's not on a fucking team. You know what? Uh, oh, you know what has me on tilt, guys. Oh, I just got to come out, come out with this. I, so I've made like twenty bets on this podcast already. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm I'm just firing away yeah, on these low limits at uh, you know the uh, long shots at Bookmaker, uh, just because it's uh, it's fun. And they ju- and and honestly, they opened all of these markets as we were talking about. But they like they yeah, been closed say, they for a little while, for me and they're all boom, 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 open them all up. Um, they have a most receiving yards market, I and that. I wanted to bet Pittman badly there. He's not in the damn market. They have Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. and in this market, but not Pittman. They have Christian Watson in this market and not Pittman. Like I, I'm, I'm on tilt here, guys. P- Pittman tough. absolutely in the conversation for most. Pittman, of the Pittman is probably worth a little flyer for offensive player of the year too. Like if I mean, if you like him for most receiving yards, you probably get a better number at um, offensive player of the year. It's he not crazy. He leads I feel him. like Jonathan Taylor is going to vulture so many of his damn touchdowns. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I feel like if the Colts' offense is as good as advertised, that goes to Taylor and a lot of those realizations. Even if Pittman's amazing, you know. Yeah, fair. Um. Oh, uh, here's one that is – this is a wildly mispriced number. Uh, Carl Lawson at 60-1 to 1 on DraftKings. For comeback. He tore his ACL. He's a, like a, he's an elite pass rusher who, you know, is on a Robert Solid defense. And if he plays 17 games and gets double-digit sacks, he's going to get some votes for that. It's not crazy. Not crazy at all. I just don't think that TV defense is going to be good. It's hard to get sacks when they're running the ball because the other team's up by 15, but – I, I get I, it. Like I, I like it. I like the spot. And it's Bookmaker a good number, didn't put so. fields in these markets, and they're super thin. Like just like, number of I players like listed. They're, they're like they. These are infinity hold. I should. Yeah, all right. <laughs> other one. Other one that would make sense is uh, Tre'Davious White. Um, you know, oh, Bills, yeah. Sure. Bills have the best defense in football. Bills are the best team in football. There's no other obvious comeback story. He tore, you know, Torres ACL. He has some picks. Plays really well. I mean, that's fifty to one. It's not a. I feel like that only manifests if they're if it doesn't go to Allen MVP though. Like like once they give Allen MVP, I feel like the Bills are out of the running of all the rest of the awards. No, no, you know I, what I, I mean? think so. No, I think I think I think that that could be like I think I think if if the Bills are really really good, it's not outrageous to to suggest that that would happen. that they scoop multiple awards, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm closing with Coach of the Year. Allie Sherman was the first coach to win the award twice, leading the Giants to consecutive double-digit winning seasons in 61 and 62. Will would remember this. Losing both championships to Green Bay. Where were the Giants' home games played during those seasons? I'm not that old. I'm 36, thank you. You are not. I know, I'm lying about my age, everybody. Um, Nobody's got that? where uh, Where were the Giants' home games played in 61 and 62? Um, polo grounds close, you're on the right track. Old Yankee Stadium, oh, it's just weird, really. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they just let and again, I guess the athletics were doing that as little as a few years ago. So, weird coach of the year has there. an archetype, um, though. What's coach of the year archetype? Well, coach of the year needs a big delta, unless it was last year. There's two ways. The way I looked at it, you really, really need to have a shitty year last year and make a big delta in your numbers. Some of them have been 
twice in the last uh, 10 years, teams have had nine win improvements. Twice they've been seven win improvements. There's been an eight win improvement. And the eight win improvement was a team that won the division the year before because it was the Carolina Panthers who were seven, eight, and one. But that team went 15 and one. This award went Arians Rivera, Arians Rivera four years in a row because that's what it was uh, a little while ago. But Arians, um, Arians with two different teams. And once is a two different teams. And, and one, he didn't even coach the whole year, which again, that makes sense with what he did with that team having to step in. But the weird one really for me was probably last year. And that's where it, it's probably a little closer to like the defensive player of the year or the Josh Allen thing this year. Where it's like, man, they really wanted to give it to Vrabel or yeah. he's, he's someone that's been in consideration. They went 12 and five last year. They went 11 and five the year before they were a good team. They won the division the year before, but they gave it to him kind of a, a cumulative award. If you would say, well, you know, it's, it's Stefanski. It's Stefanski. Deserved. That's where I wonder. And I will push back on the bills thing a little. Like it feels like there's a Bills coach that has, you know, been been See, talked about enough. Where I think it's, it's like it's a cumulative thing, unless you have a team that overperforms last year's wins by like eight, seven, eight, you know, seven, eight, nine games. Then you give it to that guy because it's like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys were shit last year, and you're eleven, you're eleven and six. Like, good job. So here's here's where I'll push back on the Vrabel thing, is that. Um, they not well, they were, overcoming the injuries. That's a thing, I guess. No, a hundred percent is, dude. They didn't have Derrick Henry. They were like seven and two. When did Derrick Henry get hurt? What game was it? It was right. Bill Barnwell and I did a podcast. And we're like, okay, fine. We give up. Derrick Henry is overcoming the historical production of running backs with all these carries, and then like he immediately got hurt. And we looked like, <laughs> <laughs> um, did he did he play against the? I'm trying to think what game he got hurt. He um, got he got hurt in the Colts game. I think. Oh my god, I forgot they signed. Friggin' Adrian Peterson last year. Yeah, I so think got, I made I made a joke tweet about that, and then somebody actually signed him. I'm like, oh no, like that. So yeah, happen. so he played he played against the Colts. It was the they, end of the Colts game, and they did it after the game. They they found the fracture, and they and they went and they were after that game. They were six and two. Yeah. They won their next two against the Rams and the Saints, both good teams. They lose to the Texans and lose to the Patriots. So they're eight and four going into their bye. And it looks like the season is slipping away with no Derrick Henry, the focal point of your offense. And Foreman's only getting it. 4.3 a carry at that point. Yeah. And it, they don't look, <laughs> this team is, this team is dead in the water. They might miss the playoffs after starting seven and two or eight and two, excuse me. And they win four of their next five, including beating the 49ers. Uh, kind of bad. They played bad teams. And, but like, and it was, and they got the number one seed in the AFC. Like that's what it, it was a recency bias. Win four of your last five because I think Zach Taylor was winning it until I. I don't think Vrabel was going to win it until after the bye when they went four or five. I don't know that Zach Taylor was ever going to win it because I don't think they were going to give the Bengals three awards. Right, like they gave Burrow comeback. Yeah, that's tough, and people rookie. I mean, people they, didn't the third award would have been a good coach. But yeah, I know the the archetype here is exceeded expectations the most yes exactly and that's loosely that's loosely defined yep. if, and like, that translates like, if, to if both like, yeah. different things like either yeah, overcoming like the, something in season yeah. or overcoming right. hey this team sucked ass last year and yeah exactly we, we won eight more yeah. games than we did which brings the test to the final point of the podcast and we'll close here will who over who exceeds expectations the most this year um i think and also i, I do think that like if you're a first-year coach 
expectations can like or or don't exist. Don't exist, sure. So I think Kevin O'Connell checks the box. Yeah. Or a, a Vikings team. Yeah. That could easily wow. make the playoffs. And if like if Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook have huge years, but not quite offensive player of the year award years, Kevin O'Connell slots in there pretty nicely. Um the other name that I was thinking about was Pete Carroll. I, mean, I know you don't want to, don't want to hear that because they're not going to be good, but I think Pete Carroll is kind of interesting there. Um, Andy Reid, expectations are high, but this is the lowest expectations have been for the Chiefs since probably 2013. So if Andy Reid were to go 14-2 and two after losing Tyreek Hill and all the AFC West teams getting so much better this offseason, there would definitely be a narrative push to give Andy Reid that award for just it's like ah, you know what the guy just gets it done um you know he he and belichick are and belichick actually i don't think it's like a crazy number reed is like 28 to 1 belichick's 20 to 1 um i think belichick probably have to win the division for it to happen belichick needs to get a one seed yeah probably andy reed does too yeah probably yeah uh Andy, who uh, I mean, Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell is your favorite for a reason. That team won yeah. games, but yeah, it, it does have a very high ceiling. I've seen people make good cases for Sirianni, which Kevin O'Connell is not your favorite everywhere. He's 20 to 1 in some places. Yeah, he Great has moved forward. This and this is one too. Definitely look at every single book you have because it is all these award markets are so wildly varying from what like we the joke. I, I found a 30 to one. I found a 35. I found a 40. Like right. Sirianni is going to be at different prices everywhere. Kevin O'Connell is seven to one at bet online somehow. Jesus That's, Christ. Don't bet that. Don't bet. Uh, Dan Campbell's 10 to one. Like those guys have taken a lot of money. Brian Dable. Those are my, like, those I, are my two favorites. I made a case for Brian Dable. But nine to one, like I can't do that. Sean McDermott at twelve to one, because of what he would have to do. Like it's, he's, he's, yeah, he's eighteen to one to DraftKings. But I mean, yeah, he, he, even at eighteen to one, cross like, them off. I get it. Cross off Staley. Cross off. Yeah, cross off Staley. Cross off a lot of these guys. Um, hey, uh, okay, we got to wrap it up. I know you guys are busy. Doug, Doug Peterson's not a crazy one, but eighteen. To oh one, yeah. yeah, Doug Peterson's got to be in the conversation. Yeah. Um, Will who gets fired for? I have one ugly one. Quick. Okay, Mike go ahead. Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. No, stop. Do, doing it, Steelers doing it with a Steelers, bad quarterback. Steelers aren't, Steelers aren't it's a good defense, and if the quarterback works out, they still have wide receivers. The I bet there's a weird – there's going to be a – The expectations are middling, and their ceiling is middling. If y'all love the Saints, why wouldn't you go with Dennis Allen? I don't think anyone knows who that is. I also don't think that. Uh, that was exactly my point. I don't think people. <laughs> he re- I, it'll take people a, a long time to realize he's former, that Sean Payton's he's not the Raiders. The the head I know. I know. No, no, people, it'll take people a while to realize Sean Payton's not the coach still. Yeah, uh, okay. Sean Payton's gone. I just saw the movie with the with the mall cop in it. Yeah. Um, no, but the Tomlin thing is like that. There's enough pieces there if they get good quarterback play. Like that's a surprise team to make the playoffs again. It, it's ugly. It's not a good price. I wouldn't bet it, but it. There, that's my call. At some point during the season, people will talk about it, and he won't win. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's I actually agree with that 100. Uh, percent Will, who uh, who who gets the who gets the first pink slip this season, and when does it happen? I mean, it like Matt Rule, it should be like minus 400 to be the first. <laughs> yeah, minus 400. I mean, David, you don't think Tepper, they're going to at least give him the season? You think they're going to fire I think, him? I, enough, I mean, dude, David Tepper, David Tepper, like fired. He couldn't fire rule yet, so he just went and fired everybody on the soccer team that he owns in Charlotte too. 
Like he like he fired the coach. He fired like the president. Why, why didn't he just do it in the off season if he was going to? Because he, he wants. He, I think he's worried about the appearance of like firing the the guy who's going to save the franchise after two seasons with no quarterback help. Like it, it would make it really difficult to attract anyone else to work for him. So they they will probably give him the season, but if Baker sucks. And it's getting and like and and they have a, they have a, they have an easy they could start like four and zero honestly so the, it rules probably not the correct answer, um, but uh, I will say it's it's hard. You look at this; it's like so many teams have new coaches or established coaches or new quarterbacks, which makes it difficult to you don't see coaches fired. Um, Cliff Kingsbury just got an extension; he would make sense. He just got an extension though. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. He just so got the GM. Uh, I mean, that's happened before. We've done the extension. Cardinals, Cardinals, are too, Cardinals are too frugal to do that, I think. I think yeah. so, too. Um, I mean, the Lions love Dan Campbell. It's, man, it's hard to find somebody. Here's here's the here's the. Uh, it might be the year where it's just right. Like, it's just, here's, it's just going to be rule. No, here's, here's, yeah, the, yeah. Here, here's, here's the archetype for first coach fired. The team sucks. That's all that you have. That all, yeah. all that matters. Throw everything else out the window. How many years you've been employed? When you got paid last? Throw it all out the window. Kicked. It's not even about. It's not even about not exceeding expectations. Like if you don't exceed expectations, you'll get fired at the end of the year. That's fine. But like Todd, we're talking Todd, about in an in season firing is your team sucks. Todd, <laughs> Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles would yeah. be an interesting one. Yeah. What if, what if the What if the Bucks start zero and four and Brady is like sure. peppered and they're like we picked the wrong guy. We should have gone with Leftwich. And there's Arians, Arians in here to, to save Bowles' ass anymore. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Um, especially if Brady is unhappy. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brady yeah. Brady um, makes a little soccer trip to visit with the owners again, and all of a but, sudden the coach is fired. But let's just let's assume that it's not until Thanksgiving or later. Who is even oh, what, team, what teams? What teams? What teams? What Mike who, McCarthy? Who say? Mike, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. You think that they might be sucking enough that he gets the can? before the end of the season i mean jerry has jerry came out and said he, like he's like he said multiple times in the last year he's like, i don't have many i don't have many, i don't know how many days i got left you know like okay. I, I, I gotta i gotta make it happen yeah i mean i think he gets fired at the end of the season but i'm talking about in season i think i think your team has to you have you, you, we're, we're talking like one in 12 type of record yeah. for an in-season fire what was wade phillips oh, like carolina season like, wade phillips is the only time they've done it in season though Jerry doesn't like to. The Bears don't like to. Like there well, are, nobody, there are nobody likes to. He was one in seven that year. Man, they sucked. Nobody likes yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, I think I think. But we, there's some teams I think, that like to less. Yeah, I really think that the pool of candidates has to come from only a handful of teams, really. And I think yeah. those teams have to be bad, 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 right? Um, which is why I never understood why Lovey Smith wasn't the favorite. Because I feel like the Texans are the easy answer as to who they, could possibly really be fire, one twelve. They really going to fire like two black coaches in six months? Like that's the issue with the Lovey Smith one. It's like they did they save enough face and do enough right by the world yet? Um, uh, one sneaky one I have. They didn't want to hire him in the first place. Pete Carroll's yeah. kind of sneaky. One, one sneaky Carroll's one is sneaky. maybe they pull the plug on the Arthur Smith experiment right away. Uh, it's it's different people They're down there 14. now. Like, the, the expectations are super, super low, but Our, like, Arthur Blank really wants to be pushing this patient. But he, yeah, not, I know, I know. But we, we've seen it like if the team really, really, really underperforms even worse, we've seen this where it's like this guy wasn't even on the radar and he's cutting an offensive coordinator loose in like week six to like buy some time. Like it's, it's happened. I don't think it's super feasible, but it's happened before. Oh, oh I'll tell you a sneaky one. 
We don't use the yeah. word 0% ever, Dan. We don't work in absolutes here. The sneak, a really sneaky one. He, Go ahead. What if? What if? The reigning coach of the year winner is so fed up with his GM <laughs> trading away A.J. Brown, being having Malik Willis foisted on him in the draft, has no weapons on offense. His team is struggling because the Jaguars are rising up and the Colts are really good. And the tight and Mike Rabel says, F it, I'm out. Not that he's fired, but that he rolls. They have would changed you, the yeah, wording. Would you believe would you believe he's in the top six choices? Yeah. He's twelve to he's only twelve to one at Bet Online. Top six. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely bananas. Uh, and I think I also think Vrabel's in on the secret tank in Tennessee. I think he's part of it. You think they're secret? I like, I like you have your I Illuminati tank in, in Nash Vegas. Yeah. I think, I'm, going to, I think I'm, going to Nash, I'm going to Nash Vegas next week, actually. Yeah, I, I think they're. I think that they are very clear-eyed about what they have. Interesting. Based Full on the way they've put that Let's offense lose. together. I love yeah. my Colts division bet then. Yeah, well, that's a very good bet, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Let's wrap it up here. Good work, guys. It's almost one o'clock on we made, we West made like Coast, 30 bucks. East Coast. It is happy hour for Will. Will, go enjoy your Friday evening, my man. I, I started um, already drinking, drinking an hour and a half ago. Yeah. 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 Well, now you can now you can really let your hair down. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. You guys. Where, yeah. What, what do you what do you have coming up? Where can people check you out? And uh, thank you again, as always. Uh, Pick six podcast daily NFL podcast. We're live on YouTube at one o'clock every day for the rest of eternity. Uh, we uh, will be doing live shows actually in uh, Nashville where Ryan Wilson is supposed to, and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to flake. I know it. He's supposed to pay off his tattoo bet. He bet he oh. volunteered that if Ryan Finley beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, on a mon- on Monday night in twenty two, like not last season, but the season before in the COVID oh, season, that he would get a tattoo and Finley beat it. So he's yeah. having to get a Joe Cool Snoopy uh, tattoo on his uh, on his back shoulder, and we are demanding that it- I'm paying for it. Breach approved the artwork. Uh, we are demanding that it's going to happen in Nashville, and we plan to live stream it. So you want to subscribe to that YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/pick6. Uh, Sounds fun on- as hell. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, and then on Twitter and Instagram at Will Brinson. I love it, man. Well, Will, thank you. Andy, always thank fun. you. Appreciate, as you always. appreciate you joining us uh, today. Yeah, Happy birthday it. again. Happy yeah, birthday of course. podcast. Dan, let's hit the music. Well, that was as much fun as I was hoping. Well, I was, yeah, I was pumped for awards. Fuck yeah. Goddamn. And this music just puts me in the mood to drink all my time. Like one of the ones with like a billion things in it.